0: Welcome to the Ripple Effect Podcast. I'm Claire Ems, and I'm talking positive parenting and positive development. I'll also be interviewing some amazing people who use their passions to spread the ripple effect to many other people. Thanks for joining us. Hi everyone. So I haven't done a podcast for a while. Welcome to 2021. I decided to start off the year doing a podcast just sharing a little bit of my life and my history uh, in terms of emotions and anger. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. um, Dealing with anger in a healthy way um, so that it positively influences the people around us rather than negatively impacting them. So to start off with I'm just going to talk a little bit about my history with anger. Um, Growing up I was a child that was full of a lot of emotion, very sensitive, I suppose you would say, that's what people would call it, Um, I cried easily, I got angry easily, things affected me very easily, (laughs) but the difference for me was that I did not show my emotions in front of others unless they were my family, so I didn't feel comfortable to show my emotions in front of others, probably because of Limiting beliefs telling me you don't behave this way in front of people, um, you don't show your emotions probably from um, the modelling I got at home from what other people did or things people said to me growing up at school or at home or wherever. So um, so as a result, I didn't show my emotions at school, so or out with friends or anyway. So they used to build up a lot. So it was, it wasn't a case of of pushing down the emotion and it disappears. It was pushing down the emotion and it grows and it gets bigger. So I have a lot of memories of myself getting angry. um, And as a child or even as an adult, I genuinely, I can tell you, I genuinely enjoyed getting angry. I loved getting angry because it made me feel better. Like I felt better after expressing my anger. But the problem was that nine times out of ten, I then would be feeling guilty or filled with shame because my actions had not been what I would really want to do um, if I had not been angry if that makes sense so in the heat of the moment I was doing things to deal with my anger that were not healthy so I'll give an example one day I was cleaning the house I was young I, I lived at home with my parents still and I think they'd gone away or they were out for the day and I decided I wanted to clean and make everything look nice for them but now my older brother who (laughs) who did not want to do that and why should he Um, I kept saying to him we could do this together we can sort out the house together we can clean it together and he did not want to help me and now looking back I mean now I'm old enough to realize he didn't have to but I really wanted him to and he was not doing what I asked now he's older than me and not that age should necessarily matter but why should he do what I say but in the moment, I felt like he should. I had a good idea. I wanted to clean the house, and he didn't want to do it. So I was rushing around cleaning the house, but in a in a mad, angry fit of rage. And I was throwing things, and I kept saying to him, just come and help me, and he wouldn't. And it ended up that I, I was so angry. I had worked myself up to such a point. I grabbed a mirror, a big, like... I don't know what size mirror, but a big mirror. And I picked it up <laughs> ridiculous. I smashed it on the floor. There were pieces everywhere. I don't remember what he said to me, but I, I, I can just see his face and I know it wasn't anything good. It was something like you are effing crazy <laughs> or something like that. Which I was. I looked completely crazy. Um another story, uh I remember <laughs> I remember with my husband, we um we got into a, a silly argument over something and he wouldn't listen to me again. It, it was always down to that where someone wouldn't listen to my perspective or my idea or, and I was getting more and more angry and more and more angry. And eventually I was running around and I was slamming doors and I was shouting because that's what I had done growing up. That's what I got used to. That's And my parents hated it, but I didn't know any other way. But on this particular day, I was getting angry and I was slamming doors and and my husband sat there, dead quiet. And eventually, he grabbed the table, the coffee table, and he just threw it. Like, it, it tipped upside down. Everything went flying. And he was like, do you see how crazy you look? And it was it was a, uh, what's the word? It was like a gift in disguise. Because I looked at him and I was like, oh my gosh. Like, wow. That is what I look like. I look insane. Um, and that was maybe one of the... First times I realized I'm not right the way that I deal with this. Yes, I'm angry. Yes, people maybe have done things to upset me. It does not give me the right to to react and behave in the way that I was behaving. So the history from when I was younger, I used to get angry, I used to throw things, I used to shout, I used to scream into pillows, um, I used to break things. Um it it was the only way I knew how to get this anger out. Um And I've done a lot of work on my beliefs and a lot of work on my childhood and the things that made me angry, which I won't go into completely now. But I do know that a lot of it was because my parents didn't know how to deal with my anger. And I think in some way they didn't know how to deal with their anger, which is, I think, often the case. So I carried on behaving this way right up until I was an adult. So when I was... When I became a mother and I had my children, the anger didn't just disappear and unfortunately as many of you know that are moms, you'll know that it is that much more stressful. I was now very tired, sleep deprived, I had new challenges that I'd never faced before. I felt judged by others because I didn't know what I was doing. Everything was new, everything was difficult. I actually felt the weight of the world on my shoulders as a mom. And I didn't know what I was doing. So anytime something triggered me, often it it was, again, around control. My baby is not doing what I want her to do. And I would get angry. I would get livid. I had days, my mom gave me the tip to get out the house. If you feel you are angry, put them in the cot and leave until you are calm. You're not going to be a good mother being angry. Um, And she was 100% right. So I did have days where I would, not many, but but days that really stick out for me in the early days of being a mom with a newborn where I would leave her screaming and screaming in the cot because I was at my wits end I didn't know what to do and I would lock the gate so I couldn't get back inside and I could hear her so I knew she was safe and I would stand outside and I would breathe or I would scream or I would pace or I would do something to just try and calm down and it almost always worked and by the time I got back to her I would be I would feel filled with so much guilt, but I would be much more um, ready to work with her. So I want to share a little bit about why that is. I'm sure many of you have maybe read some of the things I've written about um, how the brain works. If you've read the book, The Whole Brain Child, you'll know more about it. But that's where I sort of started learning more about the brain, from reading the podcasts about the whole brain child and things like that. So what the whole brain child explains is that we have got the reptilian brain so you've got your fight flight or freeze um, and you've got your thinking brain in the, in the front so you've got the prefrontal cortex that needs to do the you know the the thinking and the logical reasoning side of things but what happens when you lose it so when something triggers you and you get really angry which is what happened with me a lot and now that i understand it it makes so much more sense i would flip my lid as they say in the book and as i've spoken about in my workshops. I would flip my lid and that prefrontal cortex that's doing all the thinking and logical reasoning goes offline if you want to put it that way. So it would go offline and then you are in your fight flight or freeze and then you are reacting from that space and what I would do then is I would just lose it. I would completely lose it and I would really genuinely enjoy getting angry. It felt so good to just release all the pent-up anger that I had inside but again the problem is that then my thinking brain was offline and i wasn't doing things the way i really genuinely wanted to do so again like i said i would be filled with complete guilt or or shame when when all this was over because then my thinking brain and my logical brain is back online and i'm thinking why the hell did i just do that like it makes no sense i know that one day i i'm not i mean you know with if you've done my workshops i'm not someone who smacks my kids and this was all before i did the workshops I smacked my two-year-old, my oldest when she was two, because I couldn't get my youngest to sleep, she was a newborn at the time, and I was, again, tired, frustrated, I was home on my own with both the kids, I was trying to juggle both of the things I needed to do for them, so the oldest one needed my attention completely, because she was two, and the youngest was a newborn, and she needed my attention completely, and I remember pushing the youngest round in the pram, just trying to get her to sleep. And she was screaming and screaming and screaming. And my my two year old at the time, who was two, was nagging and she wanted me to help her with something. I can't even remember what it was. And I lost it and I smacked her. And it was hard, like I would never do that to her. And I looked at it again and it was one of those moments where I was like, I need to change. I cannot keep doing this. Um, so that's where I come onto the good part of it. So. How did I change? The first thing is understanding my brain. So the things I spoke about just now, understanding that actually my thinking brain is going offline, but it doesn't mean it's it's completely gone. You are still able to to think to yourself, I am not going to lose it. And that's what I do now. I say, I'm not going to do the things I don't like. I'm going to come up with new ways to to change. And I have. I, I'm, it's like, it sounds weird, but I'm so proud of myself Because I'm not the person I used to be. And I never ever thought I would get to that point. I thought that's who I was. I'm an angry person and I get angry. I never knew that I didn't have to be that way. I often used to think I need anger management. Like where am I going to find anger management? Because to me it's got kind of a negative connotation. Like I always imagine these crazy men who have, you know, run people off the road. And, you know, I mean, I've never done that. But my anger was completely out of control so i'm guessing at anger management these are the things they do so i started understanding my brain better that was the first thing i did the second thing i did was i started coming up with alternatives i started making lists of other things i could do as opposed to my habits that i always went to so my habits were always shouting screaming blaming others it's other people's fault you've made me angry you've done it And I started looking in and saying, it's not anybody else. I'm making my, I'm not making myself angry, but I'm getting angry and it's my responsibility to calm down. Some people won't get angry with the same thing I get angry with. So is it me? Or is it the situation? It's me. (laughs) I must control my own anger. It's nobody else's responsibility. So I made a list of things like leaving the house, taking deep breaths. A, A lot of the time it's disconnecting. So going to my room and closing the door so nobody can come to me because I don't want to say things I regret. I don't want to do things I regret. So that was the first thing is getting away or taking time. Now, sometimes I've got to the point where I don't even have to leave. I can just say in in my mind, you are not going to react that way. Take a breath and let's just regroup. And it's not always easy, especially when I'm fuming. (laughs) Okay. So that was the next one. Then the next thing I do is I came up with ways to acknowledge what's happening in front of me so figuring out why I get angry with that why am I getting so angry with it and my thing like I've said and I'm sure you've seen the pattern is control I want to control the situation I want to control the person and I can't do that very often as moms as people we can't control other people we can't control situations so I started realizing what can I control well I can control my response I can control things before the situation happens so when it comes to something like sleep I needed to figure out more about my child's sleep so that it didn't make me angry so I got to the point where I accepted certain things like I accept that this is normal so I'm not going to get angry about it I'm going to breathe and realize you know what this is normal this happens this is what kids do and then on the other hand if I didn't want to accept it and it was something I could change I would make a concerted effort to make those changes and understand the situation better. So understanding my children's behavior was another big part of it that actually changed. It was life-changing because once I understood the reason for my children's behavior, I started understanding the reason for my behavior. And I started understanding the reason for other adults' behavior around me. Because positive parenting gives you such an amazing perspective on the reason behind the behavior. So what I started realizing is that children and I've said this over and over in in a lot of my stuff that children do not choose the behavior that they display they don't choose it. So even myself as a child when I was so angry at that moment and at that age I was not capable of choosing that behavior. That behavior was was the only way I knew how to deal with my anger. So at the time What would have been helpful although i never blame my parents because i always say you only know what you know when you know it you do the best you can with what you have but i realize now with my children what i can do is validate their feelings so for one not tell them not to be angry so often we want to say stop being angry stop shouting and i know that's something a lot of people have done to me even as an adult sometimes people will say like stop even with crying stop crying stop shouting whatever it is If we feel an emotion, telling ourselves that we're allowed to feel that emotion is already one big step into accepting that it's okay to feel the way we feel and I'm more able to deal with my emotions when I know that that's okay. So that's the first thing was validating me as a child, but then also giving me healthy outlets for my anger. So um, I did have some, like I, I used to punch pillows, but often parents still view that as negative behavior. So I think my message here as well is not only for parents to calm, to find ways to be calm, but also um, for us to help our children to find ways to be, to become calmer in the moment by allowing them first to feel all the feelings. Um, I read something the other day that said it's not helpful to keep like a calm down area where you're constantly trying to push your kids to calm down. Let them feel because it's not going to get them anywhere if they're first aim is to calm down. Their first aim should be to feel. Feel, let the emotions out in a healthy way. Once you've let all those emotions out, you won't even need help to calm down. It, it, it will be so much easier, should I say, to calm down. You might still need the help in terms of hugs or, um, or maybe then a calm down corner or area where there's a soft blankie or something to calm down. But pushing a kid to go and calm down, not necessarily going to help. But I'm going of course now, so, so just understanding why I was getting angry, or understanding the reason for my children's behaviour, so understanding behaviour from both sides, changed the perspective completely, and it made it a situation where now I was going, ah, I don't have to get angry, or I am angry because of X, Y, Z, and it changed things completely. So, I'll give an example, and it always happens this way, it happened today, <laughs> um, My child is, my youngest is now two and a half and she's going through this phase of not wanting to listen because she's a toddler and I know that it's normal thank goodness I know what's normal and what's not so I know it's normal Um, she doesn't want to listen she doesn't want to sleep she doesn't want to nap she wants to do everything on her own um, which is actually such an amazing phase to watch her in but not always so fun for a parent who has things that need to get done so I knew I wanted to do this podcast and I thought to myself, once she naps, then I can do the podcast. So I actually drove her around the block because she hasn't been sleeping well lately. So I, I'll get to that in another podcast. So I drove her around more than the block. I drove her around and around and around, hoping she would fall asleep. But she came up with all sorts of other fun things to do in the car. Um, sucking the... the seatbelt strap and singing songs and counting and looking out the window and telling me what she could see and I used as many positive parenting um, tools as I could in my in my toolbox but yeah it didn't work she obviously wasn't tired and that's what I needed to realize as well the cause of the behavior she wasn't trying to irritate me as much as it felt that way she couldn't sleep and that's not her fault either what was causing my anger I have stuff to do and she is not doing what I want her to do. Again, the control. I want to control the situation and I can't. So I had to take a pause. I had to take a breath before I completely lost it while I was driving and wanted to do something crazy. I had to pause and say, take a breath. Allow yourself to, you are angry. You really expected things to go differently. You thought she would fall asleep and she didn't. Um, Now you're feeling like you're not going to manage to get the podcast done in that time. And then I started thinking, okay, what can I do? Instead of sitting in this anger and feeling like a victim, let me think forward. What can I do? Okay, so she's not going to sleep. Let's go home. Let's find something for her to do at home with her sister. They can do an activity. They can watch a little bit of TV. And I can sit and I can do the work that I've planned to do today. And just by thinking that through, the anger starts started to change for me. And I don't react as big. I don't say or do the things that I'm going to regret, and as a result now I'm sitting here doing this, they're inside, I eventually ask my husband to help me a little bit, so I have to just think, and often it's those things that are also beliefs that are holding me back, like I've got no one to help me, well just ask, my kids need to be sleeping in order for me to work, well you know what, maybe they can do something else, Um, and it's that solution focused mindset that can change actually so much in your parenting. You know what i can't do this i can't do that i shouldn't do this i shouldn't do wait what can i do what can i do mo- moving forward how can i deal with my emotion in a healthy way i hope that some of this has been helpful because my anger has been uh, a problem for me for a very long time i think it affected a lot of my relationships at home uh, it affected my relationship with my mom it affected my relationship with my husband it affected my relationship with my kids i just recently finished the book that I was speaking about I think in the last podcast I don't know if I mentioned it um, and the book is called changing my beliefs changed my life because I cha- and and I have a chapter that's what I'm sorry that's the, the point I was gonna make I have a chapter on emotions where I talk about the anger that I dealt with and the anger that I felt and the way that I changed my belief about anger and I think often that is the starting point so I realized that you know what it is okay to be angry but it's not okay with how I deal with my anger. For those of you listening, if this is something that's been a problem for you, I would love to help you in any way that I can. So what I've done is I've created a very short guided meditation sort of visualization to work through the pack method. Um, I also have a little, what's it called? A little booklet, a workbook thingy <laughs> that you can download and use. And it's also got the PACT method that I use. The PACT method, I created it for myself and now I'm teaching it to others to help them Um, it helps me, it's P for pause, A for allow feelings, C what's the cause of the anger and T think of solutions and I use it often, I use it with my kids, I use it with myself um, so I'd love to share it with all of you and I'd love to hear how it goes so let me know. So that was today's podcast, just a little bit about anger, a little bit about dealing with emotions but I really wanted to share some of these stories with you because I, I do think that as parents, this is such a vitally important thing. If we understand our emotions, we can help our children understand their emotions. So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I'd love to hear what you think. Please follow me on Instagram, Ripple Effect Parenting, and on Facebook, Ripple Effect Parenting and Ripple Effect Parenting Group. You can visit the website to see some more podcasts and some more blogs. And then I will be doing workshops this year throughout so I do the five-week parenting with purpose workshop and then which is also on the website and then I'm also starting a break free sisterhood which is so exciting it's linked to the book so it's a membership for people specifically women to work through their beliefs and their belief systems including stuff like this like emotions and helping us to break free from the societal conditioning that keeps us from being the best person we can be so that's going to be coming up more in the next few months